Hi everyone and welcome back to the Girl Doc of podcast. I am your host Rachel and today Cass and I will be talking about all things inauguration. Thank you so much for listening. Now let's get into the episode. Good morning everybody. It is bright and early. (laughs) It's actually Saturday the 23rd. I think it's important that we state that because a lot can change within the next week and we aren't uploading this until Friday. So we are going to go over the inauguration and Biden's first week in office. And I'm really excited, but Cass, I want to hear what your like initial thoughts or what your feelings were leading up until the inauguration. Yeah, I feel like I was, you know, obviously excited and it's just kind of a relief, you know, to see already like the changes and like the diversity that is coming into like the White House, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, like there still was like a little bit, I was just kind of nervous too, you yeah. know, um, going into like all like my black hole of like you know conspiracy theories like fuck is like is there gonna be like an assassination like are people gonna storm it like you know what I mean like what like what could go wrong type deal you know and obviously like um I didn't know this I don't know if you know this but I guess they screened like all of the National Guard um Mm -hmm. people that were there for security purposes and all that stuff I didn't know that Yeah, from my understanding, after the riots at the Capitol, they had a conference or like a meeting with all of the Senate and the representatives and everyone that would be around the Capitol at the time. And they basically said, at this point, we don't know who has infiltrated the military or law enforcement or the National Guard at this point. So I know a lot of representatives came out and, you know, expressed their concern and kind of just being scared. And because at that point, I completely agree with them. I would also be scared because you have no idea if those people are actually there to support you or protect you, or if they're there a part of another agenda. But I'm, I'm happy that from what I I haven't heard anything about anything going wrong at the inauguration. So that's really good, but I think that's kind of scary. And I mean, it's, I don't know. I don't want to say it's obvious that that would happen because like, I mean, you don't want to think that way. Yeah. You don't want to assume that like someone who is supposed to protect you is actually there for the wrong reasons. And I mean, at the end of the day, Trump was their commander in chief. So I feel like some of them, you know, obviously do have different views than us, which is fine, but it's not okay to, basically be like a mole or a spy (laughs) or like you know and I think like in general it's so hard to not hold on to your bias because I know Mm -hmm. I do you know so I can't even imagine like um being in that situation where you know you're in the military you're in the national guard you're a police and how do you not bring your views with you to work you know and you know there was the whole video going around of like a police officer posing for a photo with oh, the rioters, God, yeah. you know, which like, 
I don't know. It's it's so hard, dude, because I feel like I always talk about how I try to like understand the opposing side or like, you know, not, not even the opposing side, but like, mm-hmm. you know, just people with different views or opinions, you know, and it's mm-hmm. like, <sighs> But I think my view on it is at that point, like there's no leeway for that. Like, at you know, we have to talk about like professionalism and if you're at your job and you're working, which those police officers were, you are there to protect and serve the people within the Capitol. So I think I'm totally for being open to other people's views, but I'm not open to people taking advantage of their work and their, their positions. And at the end of the day, I hope those people are being prosecuted at some level Mm because I mean, that could have ended really ugly and I'm so happy it didn't, but, and I think, and you know, we were going to talk about Eugene Goodman. He was one of the Capitol police officers. Yeah. And he, he was the one who kind of diverted the mob from the Senate And, you know, a lot of people were really talking about him after the riots. For the inauguration, he was tapped to be the acting deputy Senate sergeant at arms for the inauguration day. And he escorted Kamala Harris, which I thought was really cool. And I thought that was like, that showed. And I think a big theme for today is like Biden keeping a lot of his promises that he had made before he became president. So I think that's really cool that he was acknowledged and he was actually given that opportunity because he he deserves a lot of recognition for what he did. Yeah. And going back to like uh, the storming of the Capitol, um, which was really hard to watch honestly just felt really weird dude like it like to me like it didn't really feel like American you know like no, not have, like I'm like dude I'm confused because why would you like want to destroy like a federal building that contains so much American history right mm-hmm. like so like is is a piece of it's a piece of American pie you know yeah. what's like per se and like I don't know it just felt weird but then you know my one of my friends was talking about me or I was was talking to her about it and she had like was like well what's the difference between rioters that were you know destroying small businesses and like corporations like during BLM protests and like I don't know I I that that's where I'm always like uh uh-huh, like it's like the great like area. I know I'm like dude like do I do I like okay yeah I see your point you know but then it's like but also like do we also understand that a lot of the times like it was not black or brown people that were doing that or even it was maybe like other people that were trying to make it seem like this like these protesters were violent when Mm -hmm. I feel like it never really turned into a violent thing until there was rubber bullets until there was tear gas like you know oh my god also sorry it just popped in my head sometimes like I hate the internet but like how undefeated has the internet been like all of these chains of events dude like from the memes from the videos like right now I just thought about like I don't know if you saw it I don't know the lady's name but one of the ladies that they interviewed uh that was like storming the capitol and then she was like they pushed me down and maced me but they like edited it to the animaniacs theme song and it was like they pushed me down and made me the animaniacs like dude I like who came up with that genius dude Honest, I I feel like 
the internet kind of helped me. I, I don't want to say cope because that sounds kind of yeah. dramatic because like I wasn't there, but I feel like it really did kind of help like make the situation a little bit lighter, even though it was not light at all. And I want to go back to like what your friend had said, because I think there is some validity in that, but, mm-hmm. but there's like a huge distinction because you think about like these people, the rioters at the Capitol were targeting specific people. They were going that's in true. there to try and kidnap people and possibly kill people. That's, because that's they didn't scary. Get, yeah, because because they didn't get their way. And not only that, but they've been manipulated by Donald Trump thinking that they've been gypped and screwed over when that's not the case at all. So, and I think too, like, when it comes to like BLM and other like social movements, those things are like, I don't want to say cries of help, but like, those are things that have, are com- like completely suppressing certain types of people who have been for decades. And these people at the Capitol, like they're going to go back to their homes. Cause some of these people were the lady who got killed was from San Diego. <laughs> so, yeah. so these people aren't like, some of these people aren't the typical like Trump supporter that you would think, you know? So at the end of the day, like these people aren't being suppressed. They're literally feeding into a imaginary world of Donald Trump. And I think that's the clear distinction between the two. And I can understand them being like, well, a riot is a riot. Like, okay, if you look at it in like that sense, then yes. But these are totally two different issues that we're talking about. And they're totally two different demographics. What's that dude's name that like the mom was like, they're not feeding him organic and then like they and then the judge like was able to like get him organic food and then he was like dressed head to toe like in like supposedly like native american like gear like indigenous uh gear Mm -hmm. he's like the navajo call the coyote like the sneaky one and then (laughs) i don't know if you saw like a lot of tiktoks of like indigenous people being like dude also kind of mentioning like you know that Navajo isn't even like the correct term it's like Mm -hmm. Dine Mm -hmm. and so they're just like dude like that's not true at all or there was like another one and it was like dude this guy like people are gonna think this guy's Native American like he didn't even buy it from like an indigenous person (laughs) you know what I mean and I'm like dude you don't like you're not fooling anybody one and I think that same man, I don't know his name, but I'm not even going to look it up to be honest. Right, 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 I'm right. Not, we're not going to, we're not going to give him any. Um, Call out. Yeah. But um, I think he was saying like Q sent me. And so that's a whole other oh, conversation yeah. with QAnon. I'm going to be completely honest. Like I didn't necessarily know what QAnon was like maybe like a little bit over the year ago. And I did a little bit of research on it because like Trump talked about it a lot at his rallies and I was always like confused like what the fuck is QAnon like that's so weird and I think from my understanding is like at a very very extremely high level like understanding of it it's just like a bunch of conspiracy theories that Obama and Biden and Hillary Clinton like a lot of really big political figures are basically working against the country and they're I don't even and I I think so so I think that's why a lot of people are upset yeah and you know there's this whole thing where it's like Donald Trump like didn't bomb people Mm -hmm. and then it's like this whole thing of like well Obama 
I just like I just feel like in my personal opinion like like I stated before I'm excited that there is change but like we still need to hold these people accountable you know what I mean like people think that like imperialism isn't a real thing you know and imperialism still happens to this day like with the America with a lot of like um, South American countries you know what I mean and I just think like we still need to hold these people accountable and it's easy to like have this like fluff you know and it's like it's like that whole thing like anybody but Trump you know what I mean and it's just I politics dude so much so much like more than meets the eye you know and I just but I just think like feels weird dude like that people got that upset over it and because I like you know I've I've told you like I know some of my friends do support Trump and sometimes like I try to like resonate with them you know just out of respect and like try to understand their views and stuff like that but you're like you're like not me (laughs) um but I don't know it just seems like so dramatic honestly oh yeah no I, I completely agree with you that it does feel very dramatic like it feels very like little kids not getting their way to be honest but honestly like the way that I think about it is like these people are they really are being manipulated to like the highest extent like they are just being fed so much misinformation and at the end of the day Trump is out of office and that's what I'm happy about and I think those people should really reflect and be like wow I just made a huge fuss over a president that really was out for his best interest and not the mm-hmm. people's. But I mean, when the inauguration first started, not the actual ceremony, but the very beginning of the day, 12 o'clock is when the sitting president is no longer president. That's like his last hurrah. And so in the morning, he leaves the White House. Him and Melania went up on a helicopter and then went to like his last farewell speech. And then he went off to Florida to live there for the rest of his life. And um, (laughs) during his speech, he made two comments that I thought were really kind of funny and like odd. He said, we will be back in some form. And then he said, have a good life. We We will see you soon. So that to me shows that this man clearly wants to run for some sort of office later down the line, but I'm hoping that that doesn't fucking happen. But I, I his, his daughter wants to run for like Georgia or something. Uh, yeah. I just think at the end of the day, like Trump honestly seems like a smart man in the sense where he knows how to play the Mm -hmm. game he knows how to play into his audience he knows how to manipulate his audience he knows how to get his audience riled up obviously and he knows how to send these cryptic messages without like it being too crazy and you know he he has a lot of fucking supporters dude Mm -hmm. at the end of the day like he does have a lot of supporters and he still does you know and whether he goes into like some type of government role like if that you know happens like I feel like I don't know, dude. I, I feel like we shouldn't, even, we shouldn't even like entertain the thought. I, feel I like- know. Okay. I'm like, let's talk, let's, let's talk about more memes. Let's, let's talk about what was your let's favorite? Talk about the funny- I, was like, 
<laughs> I was like, what was your favorite Bernie meme? I mean, okay, so let's, I, I do, I quickly want to talk about how happy Melania looked, though. I, a lot of people were talking about this, how like all of his children were looking very like somber and just like, they, they clearly were upset that their moment had ended basically and so Melania just looked happy the entire time she just like looked jolly her she was smiling from ear to ear and part of me wonders like is that her just being relieved that this is over and will we be seeing any more of Melania I sent you her Instagram I thought it was so weird that like all of her posts are gone yeah so like her personal account only has one picture and it's just her fair her farewell speech but she has another one because you know how they always have two and so she has like a a first lady one Mm -hmm. and that one has all of like her old posts so like I'm not sure I don't want to look into it too much because it might be her being like goodbye this is my new start but it could also just be like a fluke I'm not who gives sure. a who gives a fuck about Christmas <laughs> <laughs> but dude honestly poor lady at the end of the day like I know this lady got thrown into this shit where she's just like <laughs> like I don't even give a shit about this like literally like I'm not even from here like okay, so I'm imagine, like I would be so happy to decorate the White House and have, have zero budget and just be like do what I say how ex- I'm honestly I love Christmas though so just I mean, yeah, like poor lady you know like I'm sure you know when she married Trump like I don't really think she expected that to like happen you know I'm sure she just thought like where what do they like what do they own Mar-a-Lago or is that Epstein yeah. am I wrong like yeah like I she's just like I'm gonna be in Florida like you know like raging um poor girl just little did she weird. know I know just ugh, like weird you know but I don't know, dude. It's like, yeah, can we? Yeah, let's move on. But so, yeah, so wait, can I ask you, like, because uh, um, we talked about that really quick about Melania, but on what was your favorite uh, mitten meme, dude? So there are <coughs> a couple. I really, there's one, I can't remember what album cover it was, but it was one of Beyonce's, or actually, was it the one when she was pregnant? I'm not sure. But there's a meme of Bernie, but he's like covered in flowers. And he just looks so cute and I love it. And you know what? He actually sold, so he put that meme on a crew neck, sold it for 45 bucks and a hundred percent of the proceeds went to Meals on Wheels for Vermont. And I thought that was fucking amazing. And it sold out within minutes. Damn, I, felt, I, I know. I'm like, why didn't I'm, I get, why didn't we get one, Rachel? You know what? I'm so <laughs> mad because I literally right when they posted it, I'm not sure who I went on the website all of them, all the sizes were still in stock. And I was like, oh, I was like, do I want to spend $45 right now? Right, right. And I was like, but it's going to a good cause. It's going to Bernie. I put my phone down five minutes later, they're sold out. And I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I guess it's a sign. Maybe was- maybe they'll do a, a rerun because that would yeah. be hilarious. I thought it was a good <laughs> idea. He he really took like a, a funny situation and exactly. literally. Yeah. And like, it was funny when they were like, Bernie, like, you, like, what's up with your fashion choice, you know? And he's like, every America needs $2,000. Like, I was like, oh my God, dude, the king we needed. Literally. Um, I love the ones that are like him with like the taqueros or they're like, oh, and the he's mouth. like, 
yeah or like and he's like sitting and they're like at the like uh takaya and then he's like oh like are they almost ready and they're like see don bernie like yeah yeah (laughs) or like there's one of him just like sitting down outside of like the tacos el gorro like on broadway and that shit had me weak dude um but i just like i cannot with how good they were like when they edited him into like queen's album like Mm -hmm. just like him and like i don't know if you saw but i like reposted it it was like him and like a bathroom like one of the freaking bar bathroom you know like um Mm -hmm. what are those places called how am i forgetting dive bar bathrooms it's all like freaking graffitied up and like posters and stuff like that or even like like uh him being edited into like uh the merch guy at like fucking shows like i was just dude Dude, pardon bernie's a vibe he no he definitely is a vibe and part of me feels so like sad for him because I feel like we don't deserve him like we really don't like Bernie is really just for the people and I I understand a lot of people feel like he's a socialist and blah 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 but I honestly even after being defeated multiple times he's still like fuck it I'm gonna keep going and this is really I think he really feels like this is my like civil duty and I'm gonna continue doing it until I can't anymore yeah is really admirable and and I think too like because a lot of people were talking about him being a part of the cabinet and I was really excited for that I thought that would be amazing but him and Biden both agreed since the runoffs did end up in the Democratic favor it would have been too close of a call to take Bernie out of the Senate which I thought again is just I think it just shows Bernie's character and and we love you Bernie and come on the podcast yeah and I'm like (laughs) glad you bring that up because you know I feel like when I think of like a politician you know I think of somebody who is engaged in the community I think a lot of people don't want to see older people in office Mm -hmm. um which I understand because you know they are from a different era dude like you know and like I think our generation is like really really changing you know and even older generations you know like people that never used to vote like this was maybe their first time ever voting you know Mm -hmm. but I just at the end of the day like I feel like yeah Biden has his like fuck-ups that he made you know Mm -hmm. with him saying certain things or like doing certain things you know but at the end of the day like he's such a good guy dude like and I see like things how like when he first got sworn in and he said if this is gonna interfere with my ability to be a father then I'm not gonna do this you know because like my kids can't get another father you know and like how many men think that way or like say that you know what I mean Rachel and same with Sanders dude like I think a lot of people don't understand that he was in it from the beginning, dude. Like the fact that he fucking protested when he was younger, you know what I mean? And like, I just, I feel like I miss that quality. And I think I am excited to see that back, you know, again, is like somebody who is for the community. And I think overall people can change, Rachel. And I think people have been changing throughout this whole kind of crazy of whirlwind of the last five years that we've been in. But I'm excited to see some integrity. I'm excited to see somebody who cares and somebody who honestly, no offense, like has experience in politics, in actual politics, you know? Yeah. And I I know I totally agree with you. And I think the way that I look at it is like, we all evolve 
and today was not the same as 10 years ago. And I completely do agree that people can change and they can evolve with like the times. And I think Biden is a good representative of someone who came into office and just like came in hot and was like, you know, I'm going to keep my promises. And I think that's, you know, that's a really good change. So I have like a little portion of his inauguration speech and I think this is really important to talk about. So he said, A cry for racial justice some 400 years in the making moves us. The dream of justice for all will be deferred no longer. A cry for survival comes from the planet itself. A cry that can't be any more desperate or any more clear. And now a rise in political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. To overcome these challenges, to restore the soul and secure the future of America requires more than words. It requires that most elusive of things in a democracy, unity. I think that's really powerful. I think that like, honestly, just that sentiment alone shows that he's listening. Like he's actually listening to the issues that people are facing and the things like the cries out for help are no longer being ignored. And I think that's, that's something alone to be proud of our president for. And I think that's really exciting. And I, I'm definitely going to hold him to his word that it requires more than just words. And I hope that you know and actually we'll talk about in a minute but um biden has already signed 30 executive orders within just the first three days of his office and i believe 10 of those were overriding or overturning trump's so that alone it really shows his character and i mean he just sounds so like poised and so like intentional with his words and i'm I haven't heard that in a while. <laughs> so that's, that's really, I think that's really exciting. And I, I was moved by his speech and, you know, I believe everything he says. And another thing that he said, which I think was the cherry on top. Um, he said, I'm not joking when I say this, if you're ever working with me and I hear you treat another with disrespect, talking down to someone, I will fire you on the spot. And he said, no ifs, ands, or buts. And that right there like are you kidding literally and and i think that's what is like missing dude like at the end of the day like i think that's the golden rule fucking treat others the way you want to be treated and i think that's where it goes to at the end of the day like i think really like we've been so torn between black and brown versus you know you're not black and brown or like red versus blue you know and it's like literally dude I think in order for us to really succeed and really mend a lot of shit that has gone wrong you know like we really need to fucking work together like people really need to become united and that goes far beyond like people in the white house you know I completely agree this is a really good change even just a week into it yeah During the inauguration and kind of before, I felt really confident and very like optimistic, which was a really nice feeling to have. I don't know. I'm I'm just really excited. <laughs> like I'm I'm excited to see what happens and we can get into a couple of the executive orders that he's already signed, but this man has already kept a lot of the promises that he made when he was on his presidential campaign. Yeah. So that is exciting. And I think that like again, like that speaks volumes, you know? And I just 
I don't know. I just, I t- I'm telling you, dude, I always feel like I'm just like, why can't we be friends? Like Q Wars hit classic from 1974. I don't know if it's 1974, but why can't we be friends? What a powerful song. But like I texted you about it, but I thought it was pretty cute because like my mom's from Mexico. I've never really seen her like too, too engaged with politics. And like mm-hmm. I was headed to the gym and I came downstairs and I think it was like the beginning of the inauguration. And I just see my mom like, like clapping and she, it was so cute. And she was like, yay, like girl power. And she was like history in the making, you know? And I was like, that's really cute, dude. And again, Again, dude at the end of the day like my mom's not a fan of Trump like you know like and I think it's really it's just again dude like I think it's so hard for me to ignore this part you know what I mean Rachel and I don't know if like that's wrong of me for holding on to that bias but like I said I know some of my friends like do support Trump and sometimes that shit hurts a little bit because he dead ass like painted out Mexicans to be rapists and drug dealers and when I think about my mom when I think about my family when I think about anybody who's Mexican you know like I don't see that or I don't think that I think of like resilient people I think of like caring loving people and hard workers and so it's kind of like damn like do you view my mom that way you know what I mean and do you view my family that way you know and it's just it's unfortunate, but my favorite thing I think that has like come out of this is I think people are going to be afraid to like fucking be racist. Mm-hmm. And they like, should. Dude, oh my God. The biggest meme that made me laugh so hard or like tweet. And it was like, oh, like all those people that stormed the Capitol. It was like, oh, these people realizing now why their grandparents wore hoods. <laughs> oh my God. I did not see that those people dude like where's the lie that shit's scary dude like yeah. on it, like I would never want I mean I would never want to go to prison but like I would never want to go to prison for something like that no all of those people got fucking outed quick dude like the internet remains defeated this is all totally off topic but I don't know if you are into this or our listeners are so sorry don't think I'm weird but like there's like the whole like Richard Ramirez series on Netflix I guess right now mm-hmm. um and you know that shit happened in the 80s or whatever but it's just like damn dude like I feel like you literally cannot get away with crime in this day no. and age you know what I mean like people will fucking put you on blast they'll find out where you live your company that you work for like so many different things you know what I mean as opposed to like back then like you were able to like basically get away with like murder like all these different things you know what I mean but I was like seeing so many different things of like people being like cool this is where this person lives this is where they work you know what I mean like this is their name and it's like damn dude you're going to fucking jail for years dude yeah and good they they should I think it it should be that way I mean at the end of the day like you're not supposed to be committing crimes and if you are let's put your ass in jail (laughs) you're going to the slammer (laughs) One of my uh, homies, it's so funny, like, 
uh when we're at work like <laughs> like and certain people will come in they're like yeah they're just giving me some capital vibes <laughs> and it's like okay cool that's the type of person that you are you know what Literally. I mean God. Um, <laughs> one thing really quickly I was very surprised Mike Pence was at the inauguration which I thought was it was kind of cool it kind of showed like he's there in support of Biden but um, Bush was there, Obama and the Clintons were also there. So there were three different previous presidents that were there at the inauguration, was re- which was really cool. But I want to talk about the people who performed. So Lady Gaga did great. Congrats to her. And she looked beautiful. And I, I know a lot of people were saying like, she looked like she was going to her quinceanera, which was kind of funny. But first of all, JLo, I have a bone to pick with you, sis. So she sang This Land is Your Land and America the Beautiful. And at towards the end, she said in Spanish, one nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all, which I thought was really cool. I thought that was a good like integration of like, hey, like Latinas are here, you know, like people of color really helped you know, get Biden where he is. So I thought that was really awesome. But then she says, let's get loud. You know, her song, let's get loud before closing out the song. And a lot of people caught it. And I thought it was very odd because in the moment it felt kind of selfish. Like, girl, you're here to sing this land is your land in America, the beautiful. We're not here to like to see a JLo concert. But I I don't know. I, what are your opinions on that? I just thought yeah. it was kind of funny. It was unexpected. I think that's kind of what my opinion on that yeah. was. So I think my opinion's a little bit different. I just honestly, I think this whole like thing about celebrities, like kind of like I'm just over it, to be honest. I really don't give a shit who performed. And in my opinion, I really think that those songs that were kind of tone deaf and, you know, maybe that's what some people are afraid of, you know, is that like there's no like American pride or like you're wrong for liking these songs. But it's like, I don't know if you've seen a couple. um, There was like this girl on TikTok who I believe is indigenous and she like did a version of the song and she was just saying like this land is stolen land you know and I hate and I and you know I don't hate I don't hate that I'm think that way because it's fucking true and I think you know a lot of people get upset about like oh these people want reparations all these people the shit happened so long ago it's like dude it really didn't fucking happen that much long ago you know Mm -hmm. um so at the end of the day I just feel like it was kind of tone deaf to choose those songs but then I feel kind of like okay like maybe you're wrong Cass like it was a fucking inauguration you know like that's just like the theme of like America you know but I'm like I feel like now is the time to really change the script and I just I don't know dude like honestly I was like I know a lot of people were stoked about like Lady Gaga and J-Lo and Garth Brooks Um, but me me personally like I just feel like there's no need for that shit anymore like I don't think that the entertainment aspect is necessary why did there need to be somebody singing like a celebrity singing sorry I know a lot of people were excited but Mm -hmm. that's kind of my opinion I just think it wasn't necessary Yeah, I totally see your point. See, I didn't even think about the kind of tone deaf behind those two songs. I think the only way that I can look at it is I feel like like the theme of the inauguration was kind of like 
coming back together and unity and bringing back I don't want to say the old American ways, but because it's the same thing. It's like very tone deaf. Like this idea of patriotism and like shit like that. And like, I think I also saw there was like people dressed up with like their little drums and shit like that playing or whatever. And I was just like, bro, like what the fuck? Like, are we celebrating colonialism? Because like that shit is kind of fucked up when you think about it. But again, like that's just me also thinking very you know no, my, I, my thinking and like very yeah. like bro like what like and my you know my brother actually made a good point too like he was just like if this were me like you know I'd be like fuck the inauguration like it's COVID let's get to work yeah but like I understand that this is important and it was necessary to see and I you know I loved Amanda Gorman's poem I think yeah. that was necessary I think that was an amazing um call mm-hmm. but just this like the singers and shit like that I was just like dude like what's the point of this read the room (laughs) yeah Yeah. like honestly and like I mean I know I'm kind of like a lot of people I've been seeing people post like all summer people were screaming a cab and now they're like all like woo Uh, so I'm like you know a lot of these celebrities were like saying all this stuff but then it's like they get the opportunity to sing and then they're here and I was like talking to my friend and I was like oh like remember a couple Super Bowls ago or I don't know if it was this recent one like J-Lo and Shakira performed or whatever but J-Lo had her kids sing and they were in cages right yeah so I'm just like okay you you're talking about that but then you go right and like perform and I think like you know it is cool that there was like diversity there was like a Latina there to like sing you know and to speak that Spanish and I think it was really that sounded kind of bad speak that Spanish but you know I didn't mean it like that right and then like to have what's her name's the judge Sonia Kamala Sotomayor right yeah Mm-hmm. yeah I do agree and I think that's that's like a whole other conversation about just like the old traditions within politics because like that's what they are they're very old they haven't changed in a long time and I think even with the inauguration I think some changes can be made so I completely understand and I, I do want to talk about Garth Brooks before we move on because so like he I don't even know what he's saying honestly I forget but afterwards he wasn't wearing a mask one mm-hmm obviously during singing whatever that's fine but then he goes over to not just acknowledge and say hello but he hugged the obamas the clintons and the bushes and you can tell that all of them felt like i i don't put this on any of the previous presidents or their wives at all because you could tell they were kind of hesitant to do it but garth just like went in and was like i'm gonna give these people a hug i'm like what if all these people have covid now because of fucking garth brooks but i'm gonna assume actually now that i think about it they probably all had to get tested beforehand so that gives me a little bit of reassurance but like still like again read the room garth like we're in a fucking pandemic well i mean i don't know where he's from but you know we all know bush is good old texas boy Mm -hmm. so it's like you know like i feel like that's the southern hospitality kind of aspect or whatever but yeah like you're right and then i think that's me just being salty you know i'm all like fucking Americans are struggling people are like struggling about like how they're gonna pay rent how they're gonna go to work and stuff like that or maybe how they're gonna be able to um get the vaccine or you know where it's like a lot of these elitists have so much fucking money they have Mm -hmm. access to like oh yeah we can all just get tested and then we can all be in the same room it's fine 
Yeah. Give me my vaccine. <laughs> um, Wait, I, you, so you bring up Amanda Gordon. So this young woman is only 22 years old, which she, I think. Yeah, she's is, the youngest poet. Yeah, which is crazy. And she um, recited her poem, The Hill We Climb, and it offered hope, self-criticism, and self-forgiveness to our country. And I think that just like spoke volumes. And I thought it was really cool because after the inauguration, all three of her books went number one bestsellers. And I think even she was just in shock, just like fucking girl power, like go off sis. Like the end of her poem, it said, somehow we've weathered and witnessed a nation that isn't broken, but simply unfinished. And I think not only is it a huge sentiment to like the theme of the inauguration, but it does give me hope. And I feel like we've talked about this before of like Gen Z just being very progressive being very uplifting and optimistic of her future and I think she's a really good representative of that so congrats to her I think she deserves all of like the success that's coming her way absolutely and um so my sixth grade teacher who is a big inspiration to like why I want to teach imagine being 12 Rachel and like learning Robert Frost poems Mm -hmm. and like having to recite it like it together in unison and like I always like you know you don't really think about like those things but like I think there there had been a comparison between her and Robert Frost um in a good way you know I think that I had like heard on the news I don't really remember like Mm -hmm. what exactly the comparison was it could have been maybe about the age or something like that but how like well-spoken the confidence how beautiful Mm -hmm. she was you know like that's what I really really liked about it um about the whole inauguration and like I said dude like fuck these celebrities sorry you know like let's stop idolizing these people and let's like bring in more poets let's bring in more activists like let's bring in more teachers let's bring in more doctors like more people that do things for the community sorry sorry not sorry I need to hop off of that I'm like I'm so Sorry, I feel like no, I've like fine. talked about that for like 30 minutes. Just like me, like, wah, wah, wah. I want to get into something that's like not super exciting, but we can like breeze through it really quickly. But um, so earlier I had said that Biden has signed 30 executive orders within his first three days of office. Four are for the economy, 14 are for coronavirus, two are for the environment, two are for equity, one is for the census, which is a good one, Um, five for immigration, one for ethics, and one for regulation. So for the census one really quickly, now let me read it like exactly, Um, requires non-citizens to be included in the census and apportionment of congressional representatives, which I think that's really good. So now non-citizens can be a part of the census, which makes sense. They live in the U.S. They should be counted. Right. Um, Okay, let's move on. So I I do want to talk about the first second gentleman, Doug Emhoff. And I, I think he, like, I don't know. You can tell he's just very supportive. And I think it's really nice that he's playing his role and he's just really excited for it. Like that's the the vibe that I kind of get from him. And, um, you know, he, he definitely seems like he's going to be a really supportive role for Kamala and that's really empowering. But I do have a question. What if you run for president or vice president and you're not married? Like, can I appoint Cassandra as my first lady? Like, how does this work? I really, yeah. I have you ever thought about that? I'm, I'm honestly, I've never 
What's the what's the age requirement again? You have to be like 30 something, right? Or 40? For a president, I think it's mm-hmm. 35. Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about that too. Like not like that specifically, but just like will I get married? Like, you know, like, you know, is that something yeah. like, you know, that's going to happen, but that's actually like a pretty interesting um like perspective to bring up. Like I wonder what happens because I feel like everybody that has ran for president has always had like a a wife. Right. Yeah. I mean, from my understanding, yes. So I think that that would be interesting if that ever happens in the future. And part of me hope it does because I feel like that representation should still be there. And honestly, I think marriage is a big thing nowadays of like, I think the younger generations and even myself kind of questions, is marriage really necessary? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. kind of you know, those things. But yeah, I don't know. I'm excited for Doug. I'm excited to see what he does because he seems like he's going to be, he's going to play an important role and he's going to be pretty like active in his role too. So I don't know. What does he do? So that's my, I'm trying to think because when I was thinking about it, I was like, I don't even know Mike Pence's wife's name. Like, I don't even know, like I haven't seen her or heard her within the last four years. Have you? Yeah, no, no. But like, what, like, what is he like what's his background they met in law so they're both lawyers oh okay yeah yeah Um, he's an american lawyer who is the current second gentleman of the united states and he's jewish oh that's exciting okay well you like i mean dude like it's hard to become a fucking lawyer you know so like i mean and again dude like it goes back to like when you get your degree in something you become like an expert in your field you know Mm -hmm. like you've studied your field so it's kind of cool to like see that there is going to be people who are like familiar with the justice system and hopefully see you know because I think that's like a big thing too is like see the issues within the justice system and hopefully I'm hoping we really will see some like reform from that you know And, and again dude like I said I'm very excited that there's a fucking woman in office she's fucking awesome you know what I mean like Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to have that representation of a brown woman you know what I mean black and brown you know but yeah like I think like I said like there was some things you know she did when it comes to like marijuana and like imprisonment Mm -hmm. that I like am still not a fan of but hopefully she sees the criticism and hopefully will make some like changes in that aspect as opposed to like someone like Donald Trump where it's like his expertise is like hotels right hospitality like business and isn't that the whole thing that like people are against when it comes to politics like it's not supposed to be like that you know it's supposed to be like people who have experience in their perspective fields I think we should kind of close it out on how important and how powerful it is to have a woman in office you know we have talked about the not so great parts of Kamala Harris's past but I I personally from what I've seen already within the first week of them being in office I do see that they are listening to the American people and I think all we can do is kind of like sit and wait and be hopeful that you know they will make those changes and make those things right but I I'm excited to see what Kamala does. I think just in general, having a woman in office is really influential. And I think she definitely broke the glass ceiling and has made it possible for young women everywhere to really feel and believe that they can do whatever they want in life. And I think that alone has 
even just in the first week of her presidency, I feel like she's made, if not presidency, <laughs> sorry, vice presidency. <laughs> I think, I, you know, I think she has done so much for women everywhere. And I know even for me, like watching her get sworn in personally, I got a little like choked yeah. up. I like, yeah. I, I was kind of emotional because like, I think we've talked about this as like, you know, I've wanted to run for Congress and I plan to do that at some mm-hmm. point, but like, I don't know you you see the really ugly parts of politics and you see mm-hmm. how women are treated and you see yeah. how you know like the disadvantages women have and and this is and this is a big fucking step and I agree right. with you and I think like that's where I need to put like my biases away and really see the bigger picture and see that this is gonna like Rachel went like how, can you imagine how it would have been if we were when we were younger and if this happened while we were younger dude mm-hmm. like this is important and this is a huge step and it's about time that women get representation in this specific field right you know and this whole idea of like women are they can't fucking handle it they're on their period blah 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 blah, blah. like dude women are powerful I think this is this is definitely a step in the right direction and I'm excited to see what they do in office and hopefully they keep their word and we continue to hold them accountable for those promises. I don't know, but I feel confident. I feel good. I want to be optimistic about this because I think at the end of the day, kind of analyzing it and critiquing it in every way, shape or form, like some people have already been doing, I think we can only do so much and I think we need to take it day by day. Yeah. Boom. Boom. Thanks, thanks for listening um repost it post it if you like it get you know give us a little bit of clout um and hopefully we can get to 1k for the followers and then i know rachel and i both really want to do like a giveaway that's going to be really cool and thanks for the support friends I know Rachel always shares the messages that we get with me that warm my heart and like the cool like it's cool to like see the interaction you know yeah no I honestly thank you anyone who has messaged us or like left us comments or anything I you know like we see every single one of them and I think just like the feedback has already been really supportive and really sweet and that it honestly makes my day and I'm yeah appreciative of you guys but we are gonna head out this was our inauguration day episode and our next one will be our valentine's day episode so get ready Ooh, <laughs> just kidding none of that none of that happening that here um but thank you so much for listening like Cass said please subscribe to the podcast and follow us on instagram and so we kind of made a tiktok but like not really it's kind of like informal but it's girl talk of so i don't know if you want to follow us right 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 feel free love it it. all right bye bye, y'all ciao for now